2: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television
1: today. Listen to Raport's Reality with me, Kibi Rapaport. And
2: me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, Well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes: that it's not a waste, that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of (laughs) iHeartRadio.
3: Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that demystifies history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier and in this episode, we're pulling back the curtain on one of the most popular, yet polarizing musicals to ever grace the stage. That's right, we're talking about cats. The day was October 7th. 1982 The Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Cats opened at the Winter Garden Theater in New York City. The show was a tremendous success before it even opened, boasting advance ticket sales of 6.2 million dollars. It would go on to become one of the most lucrative and longest-running musicals in Broadway history. Cats is what's known as a fully sung-through show meaning it contains no dialogue, only singing and dancing. The plot, such as it is, follows a tribe of cats called Jellicles, who are assembling for an annual ball where they will choose which one of them will ascend to the Heaviside Lair, or Cat Heaven, and be reborn. The bulk of the show consists of each cat making the case for why it should be chosen for that year's honor, this is done through high-energy choreographed dance numbers, in which each cat introduces itself and shows off its distinctive traits. Among the main cast of oddly named characters are Rum Tum Tugger, Jenny AnyDots, Bustafer Jones, Mungo Jerry, Rumple Teaser, and the indisputable MVP of the show, Skimbleshanks, the Railway Cat. The show takes a slight turn in its second act when the villainous Macavity disrupts the proceedings and kidnaps the group's beloved patriarch, Old Deuteronomy. The forces of good eventually prevail, Old Deuteronomy is recovered, and the once-shunned Grizabella is granted the right to be reborn. If that description didn't clue you in, Cats is a very strange show. It was written by noted English composer Andrew Lloyd Webber and was originally performed on London's West End in 1981. Lloyd Webber loosely based the show on a 1939 cat-centric poetry collection by T.S. Eliot titled Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. The whimsical poems had been a childhood favorite of Lloyd Webber, and when he returned to them as an adult, he decided to use them as the basis for his next production. All of the cats' names and the majority of their backstories and antics were lifted whole cloth from Elliot's poetry. Lloyd Webber set the poems to his own music and used the original verse as lyrics. The sole exception was the standout song Memory, which is performed by the down-and-out alley cat Grizabella. Lloyd Webber was granted permission from T.S. Eliot's estate to incorporate lines from unpublished poems into the song. The rest was his original composition, and pop recordings of the song made it a hit even apart from the rest of the show. As for the term jellicle, which the cats used to refer to themselves, that was also derived from Eliot's poetry. It originally appeared in his 1936 poem pollicle dogs and jellicle cats, where the terms were used as childlike contractions of poor little dogs and dear little cats, respectively. Elliot conceived of jellicals as being black and white cats who frolicked and made mischief at night, but Lloyd Webber used the term more broadly, applying it to all different kinds of cats belonging to the same tribe. When the show made its Broadway debut, Audiences were shocked by how many changes had been made to the historic Winter Garden Theater. While much of the show's colossal $4 million budget went to advertising, the rest was spent on making the theater look as drab and ugly as possible. The interior walls were smeared with black paint, and large bundles of rags and other scraps were bolted to the walls and ceilings. All of this was in service of the show's primary set, a giant junkyard for the human-sized cats to dance in. This dressing down of the theater caused quite a stir among Broadway patrons and critics, and the thin plot and uneven score didn't fare much better. This raises the question of why, or how, the musical remained so popular for such a long time. A big part of the appeal came from the name recognition of Andrew Lloyd Webber, At the time, he was fresh off the success of three hit musicals, Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita, and Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. In fact, Evita and Joseph were still playing in New York when Cats debuted. For fans, Cats was Lloyd Webber on steroids. It had all the excessive spectacle and bluster he was known for, but with a weird enough concept to make it stand out from anything that had come before, for better or worse. And, of course, it had that one-hit song that everyone couldn't get out of their heads. Many fans would tell you that the song Memory alone was worth the price of admission. Love it or hate it, there's no denying that Cats has an impressive pedigree. The show ran for 18 years on Broadway, grossing over a billion dollars in the process. It won seven Tony Awards and was performed in more than 250 cities around the world. The show was later revived in 2016 at the Neil Simon Theater, and in 2019, it was adapted into an infamous live-action movie that was every bit as bizarre and divisive as the original show. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future topics, you can send them my way at, this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.
0: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia movement that inspires
1: call 800-334-KEY for details always dive safely sale applies to purchase a specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824 hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of gail katz this time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.